Can you just believe with me for utterance tonight? I did uh, start a series, I believe it was on February 15th, on the subject of increase. There's only one place that I saw in the, in the Bible thus far in my little life, like Keith Hershey says, where decrease was a positive thing. And that was with John the Baptist where he said, I must, he must increase and I must decrease. It's the only place that I saw in the Bible where, some, where, where decreasing is a positive thing. Everywhere else in the Bible that I see uh, movement where the kingdom of God is concerned, you do not see decrease. Decrease is not a part of our family culture in the kingdom of God. Increase is the culture of the family of God. We are to increase uh, spiritually. We're to in- increase in physically, in strength, wisdom, understanding, joy. Everything about us should get stronger and stronger. You should go from one degree of glory to the next. You should go from one degree of joy to the next. You should go from faith to faith. You should go from one victory to the next victory to the next victory. But the problem, friends, is that many times uh, we need to train ourselves to be uh, uh, prepared for the uh, process of increase. Because that's exactly what it is. Increase is a process. You go from one degree of glory to the next. You see that in 2 Corinthians. I think we'll go ahead and pull up that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, this is, remember tonight, this is second installment in the... Uh, Subject of increase. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Allow me to read that to you in the Amplified Bible. It says this, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing, say increasing, Splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is that Spirit. Friends, the whole idea of starting small and being faithful to incremental development is not very popular in our day. We live in a society, and in our day, people, yeah, th- times, you might say times are hard, Pastor Tom, so that's why I'm going out and I'm buying this lotto ticket. Well, I'm, listen, if you win the lotto ticket, just make sure to tithe on it. <laughs> But, you know, from what my understanding is, a lot of people, they want to do something to get rich quick. And who doesn't want, well, like, I work hard, Pastor Tom, I deserve the, the super lotto, 31 million, I don't even know what it is, so forgive me. But you know, a lot of times, we, we feel like we want something amazing to just bust loose and just our ship to come in. Friends, for every one millionaire that has been made by the California lotto, there must be a gazillion others that did not, but rather that that they they lost everything they they invested their whole paycheck and 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 they're going hungry that's why they all say at the end of the commercial play responsibly <laughs> really really that's like text responsibly while you're driving yeah. really 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 we have a problem 
Friends, we have a problem. We're addicted to fast. We are addicted to fast and we're allergic to process. (laughs) I'm just saying. But let's look in this little, this little scripture here. It says, but we all with open face. Friends, you got to be open when you come to God. If you want to increase in every area of life, you've got to be open. No funny business. No trying to manipulate God. Don't, don't manipulate yourself. The Bible speaks very clearly about the heart that has increased when the word is sown. It's the heart that's a good and an honest heart, an open. You're open to God. You're, 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 you're not so full of yourself that you have a little room for God to say something to you. Hello. And so, open face, continue to behold in the Word of God. I like that. Where is it that increase comes from? This is borrowed from part one. Increase, borrowed from, from February 15th. Increase starts with the word of God. If a person has a problem with poverty, the best thing you could do, sure we help people, sure we, we give out food, we give out cash, I don't know about you, but we're very benevolent, I, we have a benevolent culture in our, in our church and in our family, we have a benevolent culture, but what a poor person needs desperately is the word, the word is the answer to poverty. Prove that to me, Pastor Tom, scripture and verse. When they were asking, it, uh, John's disciples came to Jesus and said, Are you the Messiah or is it somebody else? Maybe we missed it. I mean, first of all, John was saying, This is the Christ. I saw the dove come down on him. This is my beloved son. Supernatural. But as an older man in prison, he says, Is this the guy? I don't know if this is the guy or not. I'm confused. I'm not sure if he's the real Jesus or not. And then Jesus said to him, among other things, Yeah, the lame walk. But the, well, I believe the first thing he says, the, Tell him that the poor... Have the gospel preached to them. And so friends, that tells me what, what that, don't get religious on me. What happens when you have the gospel preached to you, hope comes, faith comes, and you realize I can do all things through Christ. God's on, in my hands, on me, on my life. He is going to open a door. There's a job out there waiting for me. There are clients that are lining up for me. I don't see them today, but they're lining up according to the word. The word brings hope. But my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's the gospel. That's word. I'm not saying that's the whole gospel. That's a part of the gospel. The other part of the gospel that people criticize is that the lame walk and the blind see. Yeah, okay, there's that There's that. Health and wealth gospel. Yeah, Jesus. There he goes. That Jesus preaching that health and wealth gospel. The blind see. The lame walk. And the poor, they have the gospel preached to them. I'm on the soapbox tonight. Lord, help me not get too. But he did say, tell them. Tell them that. Tell. tell uh, you tell John that the poor have the gospel. So, uh, uh, prosperity starts with the word of God in your heart, that you're valuable to God, that he cares about you, he's going to meet your need. Okay, let's move, move right, right along. Um, I, was, I was supposed to be on page nine. So here we, here we were. 
in the word of God. So we're beholding in the word because that's where increase, right? That's where increase happens. As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. But my God shall supply all your need according to what? His riches in the glory. You know what? This is amazing. One of the best things you can do if you're all concerned about paying your bills and everything is do what we did tonight. Get in the glory. Dear God, get in the glory. Begin to worship him. Pour out your heart. It doesn't cost you anything. Does it cost, it cost you a little time, a little energy? Is that right? Be, get, you get into that place in heavenly places. My, he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. These things are in heavenly places. Our heavenly father has provided all things that pertain to life and godliness. They're in heavenly places. And you're seated in heavenly places. Yeah. And if you would just get in the spirit for once. Yeah. Ooh, did I say that? <laughs> Begin to worship him. And get into the space. Not because you want something from him. But like tonight, what we did, we just got immediately. I, did, right, I, I didn't even bother doing some of those other tunes that we were going to do. We just, it, I, I sensed it was an anointing. We just came right in. Did you feel that? Yes. that? That wasn't just me. That was the Holy Spirit. Get in the glory place. So we're beholding in the mirror the glory of the Lord. And then this is what happens. He's constantly transferring into his very own image in ever increasing splendor. Pastor Tom, my life is a mess. Behold him. Behold his word. Get into the glory. It will do something. Get in the word. You will not be a mess. He'll help you. You're going to increase in your life. Amen. Spiritual increase. Let's see. The first thing I'm going to say is Isaiah 28 verse 9 and 10. I'm going to drive this point home till either you're glad or you're mad. One of the two. And really, I hope you're going to be glad. I hope it's going to be glad and not mad. Because I'm going to make your flesh, I think I'm going to make your flesh very uncomfortable. But you'll love me for it. You really will. Isaiah 26, uh, excuse me, 28 verse 9 and 10 in the King James, New King James Version says, Whom will he teach knowledge and whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a lot, there a lot. No, here a little, there a little. Now, I realize that I'm not reading this in context, but I believe the Holy Spirit has the right to use it any which way he wants to. And this seems right to my spirit. Friends, we've got to stop already. We've got to stop this get rich quick thing or this get, get buff quick things. Anybody going on a diet, I'm, I'm going to lose, you know, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in one week. Really, the, the Garcinia pill or whatever pill that is. Look, friends, the best way to do it is to every, anyone that has actually done it will tell you is change life habits and do it a little at a time by changing your life habits. It's this thing that we have. We have this addiction to doing things quick and fast. But see, friends, I, I, I have to break this news to you. Some things take time. The kingdom of heaven... He, I'm telling you, it's all over scripture. I'll prove it to you in, as we go along. But it takes time to develop some things. Time. And so, don't get discouraged. Who set this whole operation up anyway? God did. He set up this whole system where things take time. Quit trying a hothouse thing. I would rather have a tomato that was grown normally with sunshine than somebody shot it with a bunch of hormones and hit it with ultraviolet rays and zapped it with something hormonal. Like, look at this tomato. Like, dude, that is so artificial. I'm sure it's not, you know. Are you saying, people are always trying to beat the clock. 
I'm going to tell you something. It's time in Christianity for us to go old school and just let it take time. Let, get on God's timetable and quit with the time skipping. Okay. Line by line, here a little, there a little. I so appreciate the gift of music that the Lord has given me. And it's, it's actually pretty amazing that, that I do what I do, uh, playing so many different instruments. And, I'm, and it's just amazing to me. Like uh, You're looking at a guy that did not pass piano proficiency in college. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oops, I messed up. You're looking at a guy, but see, by just applying myself, somebody said there's a need in the church. So I just applied myself like I didn't really play piano, really, but I just kind of applied myself and started doing it. And here a little, there a little. And here a little, and then year, and then another year, and then another year, and then five years, and then a decade, and then you can play something outside of the key of C, if some of you know what I mean. And you could use more than just two fingers, if you know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, you're playing this thing. You're like, wow, how did that happen? And, you know, it, it, it's just that you start, somebody say start small. The process, nobody starts big. The Bible specifically talks about not despising the day of small beginnings. Even David. Let's look at David's life for a second. Can we look at the shepherd boy for a moment? He did not start slaying Goliath, friends. He said, first was the... Was it the lion? I think it was the lion. First was the lion. Then was the bear. And then was Goliath. There was a progression And that's how things are in life. I mean, in the kingdom of God. People are trying to lie to us and tell us, oh no, you could skip that. Just take this pill and you're going to lose 100 pounds. Just skip that. Just, oh, you don't have to do that. Just do this. Take this shortcut. No shortcuts. If you want it to last and you want God to do it. I could tell you shortcut after shortcut that I tried. They don't work. The lion, say it. The lion, the bear, then Goliath. Progression. Somebody say time. Time. We increase. Cooperate with God and don't get discouraged when you have a little something. Let's look at, without reading it to save time, in Mark chapter 4, it talks about, well, I'll read it anyway. Mark 4, it says this. Mark 4 verse 26 in the King James Version. He said, uh, and he said, so it is. Of the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. Somebody say he doesn't know how it works. I can't tell you how why it works this way, but this is the way it works. And it says, And then the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. When you operate in the kingdom of God, doing things exactly what he told you to do, you're in that moment of worship. Oh, I wish I could share that. Ever since Pastor Andy Osakwe came, he, he so challenged me about my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I said, you know what? I am go- I'm going to share it. I'll take five minutes. <clears throat> it's all right. I might get asked to preach again in a month or two and we'll just pick up where we left off. I woke up and I said, okay, before I have a chance to even say a word or think anything or try to make a to-do list, 
I'm going to just pray in the Holy Spirit. I'll put a timer on and just pray in the Holy Spirit. So I put 10 minutes. And I started praying in the Holy Spirit. And I really had to discipline myself. Stop it. Stop it. Don't try to plan. Don't try to think I have to do this. Stop it. Stop it. And you know what? About a week of that, I went, wow, something began to happen. The Lord ministered to me. Not only do you not know how to pray as you ought in Romans chapter 8, but you don't know how to plan like you ought. You don't know how to talk like you ought. You don't know how to even your little to-do list. That to, You're not even making that list like you ought. It says, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, I'll tell you what to put on the list. And then there'll be an anointing to do it and it'll get done in record time. So I thought, okay, not only do I not know how to pray, I don't, as I ought, I I mean, you know, we could be misled here. If you say, hey, I've been in the word for a long time. I know I'm going to pull out my, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up and first thing I'm going to read the Bible. You don't even know which scripture to pick. I'm just saying. So I just started praying the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden out of my heart, this scripture, that scripture that do this and write that. And and then, uh, all of a sudden, interpretation of tongues. And it was amazing. My wife will tell you, it was annoying. I was going around the house praying in the Holy Ghost a lot. But I loved it. How did I get off on all that? I forgot how, oh, I was sharing that pastoral song. So it has made a difference in my life by just backing down, taking the time to before I run off and do something, there's a whole lot of busyness going on. How many of you have extra time in your day? Let me see. Raise your hand. Okay, one. Okay, come on. Okay, two. I can come over here and use your time. Let's see. Three, four, five, six. You got all this spare time? <laughs> Brother, you were blessing the other day. Thank you. I don't know that that was spare time. That was probably a sacrifice, but thank you. He helped us with the projectors. Hallelujah. So, friends, look. It's important to cooperate with God in the little things. He that is faithful over little, will he make faithful over much? Let's go back to this, this thing about incremental and small and not despising small beginning. So look at this. He should sleep and rise night and day, verse 27 of Matthew, Mark 4. And the seed brings, uh, should spring and grow, uh, for he knoweth not how. And the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade. Here we go. Say it with me. The blade. The blade. Then the ear. Then after that, the, the full corn in the ear. That's how it works, friends. The blade, the ear, the full corn ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. I can tell you, sometimes, this is wild, but some things I have prayed about for years. Prayed and prayed and labored. And it's like nothing's happening Nothing, but I'm still praying. I know it's not time to jump out on it, but so just keep praying. Just keep praying about it and wait, wait, wait. Give God time to line up all the pieces. And then I was praying. I kid you not. We had this door project at our house and and I was praying. I kid you not. Wife is my, my witness. All of a sudden I'm praying doors, doors, doors. I'm praying doors. I'm like doors. Really? Doors, doors. Oh, the door project. And so I found my, I, so we, we, we finally had it. The guy finally found a date that he could come over and he went and did the doors in our house. Like, does God care about you getting doors if you need doors? Or does he care about you if you need a car, somebody who needs a car? You need a car, you know? Does he, does he really care if you need a job, you know? I mean, if you need a new camera, come on, help me. 
Does he care if you need a new job? Stand up real quick and give God some praise. Hallelujah. This is a man that has a gargantuan, absolutely gargantuan testimony. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but he knows. And here's a man that just waited on God. He did what he knew to do. He served God and stayed happy, but waited. And when the anointing was there, bam, he he ran through that door. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm so happy. I'm happy. How many of you happy tonight? Process. I'm going to just talk to you out of my heart. Some situations are so scrambled. It could be a relationship or it could be a business deal or something. It, or it could be your health or something. It could be so many things that are just scrambled. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't go back and unscramble the egg? Have you ever heard that before? Like too much water that went under the bridge and it's just too much, too much, too much of a mess. Okay. The first thing I'm going to encourage you with is this. God brings you another egg every day. <laughs> So, so if that egg was scrambled, okay, put that egg, scrambled egg on the side. If, 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 if scrambling it ain't good, if you know what I'm saying, that means a situation that is so twisted and it's so difficult. It is so mangled and it's so distressing that it's hard to put in perspective that you could ever be straightened out. And, and so you just kind of put that on the shelf and God's going to give you another egg. <laughs> More eggs. There's more eggs where those came from. God's going to bring more eggs. So, so you, the encouragement here is wake up every day and do something that you can do. Do something that you can do. Celebrate what you can do. Don't talk about what you can't do. Don't talk about what you don't have. Don't complain about what you can't do. Focus on what you do have. Focus on what you can do. Focus on what you do know. And even if it appears small and compared to that scrambled egg, you begin to operate the kingdom of God principles. He will take that little thing. Use your faith. Use your hope. Use your God-given creative power by trusting God and releasing it and faithful words dominate the laws of sin and death. You may not have a lot of to say about that particular relationship that happened over there, but you have relationships here that you could say something about. Hello, come on. You have your own life. You have your own health. Okay, well, this this whole part of my body doesn't work right. Well, okay, well, what about the half that does? Okay, let's center up on that right now in the name of Jesus. It ain't over till it's over. Say, so, okay, 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 so, so what do I have? Let me work with what God can work with your faith. Encourage yourself in the Lord with what you do have. Hallelujah. I'm persuaded if people were more thankful with what they do have, it would open the door and they would be able to see more possibility. And the Spirit of God and the anointing would make a way in those areas where you're scrambled in. Hallelujah. Rejoice at every stage. Do not despise the blade. Really? It's been 20 years. Now... Now you're going to, you know, bring me flowers? Really? 
Now you're going to, yeah, 20 years later, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of putting hands on hips, ladies. Oh, yeah. 20. Finally, now. Um, why don't you celebrate like the guy's trying, okay? He brought the wilted flowers. 20 years. Finally trying, huh? Okay, Charles. Trying, hallelujah. But you see, if you can't celebrate the blade, you won't be able to get to the stage where you get the full corn in the ear. Guaranteed, the enemy will come in through your negativity, through your lack of faith. Look it. Let's go to another form of scripture right quick. To just to help you with the process. And this applies to everything. Your health. Your relationships. Your job. Career. God, what was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God is not mocked. Galatians 5. God is not mocked. Okay. This system, He set it up. I mean, CNN did not set it up. The FBI and the CIA can't wiretap it. <laughs> people can't, people can't, you know, <laughs> criticize it. They could try to fight it all they want. But the law of seed time and harvest is a law of the kingdom of God. Philip's translation, a man, Philip's translation says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he sows. Entirely on what he sows or she sows. So we've got to stop this. Oh, when I was a kid, that happened to me. And he said this to me and they did that. You know, I I can't believe some of the things that that we as human beings do. We we just say like, well, you know, when I was a kid, I really wanted to play saxophone. But they threw a clarinet at me. And, well, I ended up playing clarinet like, well, my life is over. (laughs) Excuse me, how old are you? I'm 45. says, do you have a job? Yeah, you have money to save? Uh, what's stopping you from going and buying a saxophone now and starting that saxophone? <laughs> like, we think everything is so permanent. You have a lot to say about your life. And the enemy tries to make you think you don't, but you do. Make some choices. Start small. Hallelujah. So, you know... We already talked about, oh, I like this part. This is the part. One of the things, oh yeah, so it says uh, in Galatians 5, it talks about we shall reap in due season if we do not faint. Now, let me, let me just address something, which is in the next section. I might have to get to that next time. But this is about seasons, We've been talking a little bit about laws right now. The law of increase. You start small. Faithful with something small. And that grows. Uh, you, you, you commit it to God and you follow His plan and you're faithful to it. And then when you turn around and you look at it like, wow. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my wife and I said, we need more income. So we, we signed on with some of these. They weren't what you call a get-rich-quick scheme, but they were a Ponzi scheme. We didn't know it. You know, selling soap or fill in the blank, you know, sell soap or whatever. And, and we, we, you all have to pay this amount of money. So, okay, we pay the money, you know. And then after I talk to all my family and they don't want to buy the soap and they're tired of me. <laughs> 
You're like, well, how's it working for you? Well, the book says that the Amway people, it wasn't Amway, by the way. But the book says that everybody got, the, my, my upline made so many, he's a millionaire now. I'm like, like, how's it working for you? Your, your family doesn't want to talk to you about the stupid soap. Stupid soap. <laughs> I, I, twice in my young life, twice. That happened to us. We says, okay, this is it. This is really going to help us to really help. We're going to help people. We're, we're going to help people. Hey, Charles, you want to buy some soap? No, no, it's usually more slick than that. Hey, I want to come over and, hey, let's hang out a little bit. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden, like, so what's this about, PT? Well, you know, like, well, you know, nothing, nothing much. You know, like, how are you for soap? <laughs> I just got to tell you, my wife and lost, we lost several thousand dollars that way. <laughs> oh, my God. It was hilarious. It was so sad. <laughs> Stupid soap. <laughs> All right. Oh, Wednesday nights in Hayward. Talking about increase. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good now. <clears throat> Boy, I'm crying. It's so good up here. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, we'll go as far as we can, then we'll cut off and say amen. And <laughs> God wants to increase you. Uh, uh, let me. T- <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. <laughs> And he has no sorrow with it. When the Lord turned our captivity, then was our mouth filled with laughter. That the song, uh, what is that? Psalm 124, uh, 126. Then said they among the heathens, the Lord has done great things for them, whereof they are glad. And says the Lord, you know what? In the next verse, you know what? The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. (laughs) You're looking at a man that was about a million dollars in debt right here. And it was a horrible fiasco. We just, you, many of you didn't know my testimony already. Joe, businessman, boy, we're really, you know, yeah, we're really in business now. Oh, yeah, you know. I have property. Oh, yeah, all over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Property owner, that's me. Then that stupid crisis came. <laughs> okay, look, I was trying to be faithful. I, I wasn't trying to do anything risky. But, you know, 
I could, I sure should have prayed a whole lot more. I wish brother, where was brother on shockwave? <laughs> I guarantee you, if brother Osakwe was here, I would, and I would have prayed in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost would would not have led me to buy a stinking townhouse for four hundred stinking thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? As in, oh no, no, that's crazy. <clears throat> That's that's crazy. Not no, you don't do that. Oh Lord. Okay. <clears throat> All right, moving right along. How many of you feel the joy? <laughs> oh. All right. Genesis eight twenty two. Well, I gotta get some teaching in here. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That's while the earth remaineth. So, as last I checked, the earth is still here, right? Okay. That means that there are times and seasons and cycles to things. There are cycles. And if you've been around, you know, more than 10 minutes on the earth, if you've been around for 20 years, 30 years, 4 years, and you've been kind of watching the cycles... Everything's going cycles, you know. Prices go up, prices go down. Oh, buy gold, buy gold. Oh, get rid of it, get rid of it. Oh, buy it, buy it, get rid of it, get rid of it. <laughs> Remember the gas lines? <laughs> Don't get me started. <clears throat> I remember we're playing like four something a gallon. Like, are you serious? Four something a gallon. And all of a sudden, oil prices just tanked. Everybody that's, oh, invest in oil. It's really good. You know, be led by the Spirit of God. Start small. Man, I, was, I, I, I lost so much money on the dot-com bus, it ain't funny. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> start small. <laughs> So let's go, let's go about this. Galatians 6, verse 7 and through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he will also reap. He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let's get, let's get off the natural for a bit. Let's get into the Spirit. You, we can't get away from this. If you sow bitterness... If you sow anger, if you sow strife, if you sow unbelief, if that's what you're so fear, if that's if that's what you're feeding into or allowed to be fed into your heart, how are you going to get anything different from that? It doesn't work. It doesn't yield a good crop for you. But on the other hand, that, say that's not me. That's not me. That's not you, right? If you come to a church like this. And they teach you the good news, the good word of God. This isn't the only good church in the area, but it's a good one. You get the good word of God. And you sow that instead. You, you sow love. You sow kindness, like Pastor Nancy was preaching Sunday night. You sow faith. You sow time and prayer and concern for other people. Mercy. Sow mercy. Amen. Sow peace. You know, we're supposed to be peacemakers. You do that, and all of a sudden you'll find you're increasing in your life. Amen. <clears throat> good things, good good things. That's what's going to come back to you. So, <clears throat> let's see where, where, where I'm going to get to with this. Hallelujah. 
I already said Galatians 6, 7 in the Phillips translation was a man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. So get serious about what you're sowing. What are you reading? What are you watching? The time that you have to spend. Oh, everybody likes to just kick back and just do nothing. But somewhere in that time, somewhere in there, what are you doing to invest in your spiritual life? If you're married or if you're planning on getting married, what are you doing to invest in your relationship? You know, a good marriage doesn't just happen. We have to work on it. And Helen said, Amen. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> we all have it. We all have to work on it. Amen. <clears throat> I'm going to close with this just as a precursor to, to our, my next session. But there are cycles and there are seasons. There were some people mentioned in the Bible, the sons of Issachar. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, New King James Version said this. The sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Isn't that something? And there were chiefs 200 and all the brethren were at their command. So here's a thought, friends. <clears throat> like Brother Andy Osakwe ministered to us, timing is so important. Timing is really, really important. Like if you're a business person and you're planning a business trip or you're thinking about an invention. Let's say you have, you're an inventor and you have five patents. Which one are you going to launch? Like... Is it important to... Are you going to launch all of them at the same time? Or, well, which one do you launch first? This is what... Well, you need to get in your prayer closet and let the Holy Ghost lead you on what the season is going to be because He knows the cycles. You know, I don't know about you, but in certain, certain areas, God was merciful to me, but in, certain, in many things in my life, most of the things in my life, I got on the cycle in the right time. And I was riding it. I was riding the cycle and I was increasing and increasing. But sometimes if your timing is wrong, you could... <clears throat> this is good. This will preach too. You could have something to say to someone. And you're trying to be helpful. But if you don't have the right timing, you could say it at the wrong time. Why is that, Pastor Tom? <clears throat> well, from the human point of view, friends... Communication is a two-way proposition. It's the person speaking and then it's the person receiving or listening. If the person is not in a good space to hear it yet, or if you haven't cleared your heart, let's say you're angry about this, or you're bitter about this, but okay, I, I confess it, okay, I forgive and I release, okay, but we're going to talk, talk about this. <clears throat> So then you're trying to talk about it in love, but you haven't really processed that. You haven't been sanctified from it. You got that edge in your voice. How's that working for you? I'm not saying avoid talking. I'm just saying there's a time. There's a time. Timing. Let's look at this. To everything there's a time. I like Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 8. Is anybody getting anything tonight? Everything has its time. We're talking about increasing. If you have bad timing, you will not increase. It's that simple. If you step out ahead of it, you're missing it. If you stay behind, you're missing it. 
If you're waiting for confirmation for everybody to say, okay, it's okay, you can do this now, and everybody agrees with you, if that's what you're waiting for, you're going to miss it. There are some things that God will tell you to do that He'll tell your heart. Now, it will not go against Scripture, please understand. But maybe nobody in your family will agree with you about that. Why do you want to do that for? Like when I was going to marry my beloved wife. I had... Colleagues and friends and our schoolmates. I kid you not. I can't believe it. We're announcing it, you know, in the music department at San Francisco State University. And I remember, I think it's Cedric Johnson. We want to do something stupid like that for. (laughs) Why do people say, see, if you go, you you can't base your decisions on what somebody else saying is saying. Now, don't get, there's another side of the coin. You got to be. Be careful about that. The Bible says in the multitude of wise counselors, there's safety. But see, the key point there, the key word is wise. Wise. Someone that really, they they have a proven track record that they're walking in wisdom. I'm not going to get advice on how to invest my money with somebody that lost everything they had. You shouldn't come to a church where somebody's preaching a a gospel, a form of gospel, and their whole life is a mess. Because it says, be followers of those who through faith and, and what? Patience, Hebrews. Faith and patience do what? They inherit promises. Be a follower of those who through faith and patience. So there's time. First of all, you're vested. You're believing in it. And I'm going to close pretty soon, so don't get nervous. I've been preaching for about 35 minutes. Who through time stayed consistent in the word and their stand. The ones that were faithful in the little things. Then it began to grow and grow and grow. You know, some people, they'll walk, some of you, I won't say all of you, some of you have walked into this place. And, you know, this is a beautiful complex. You know, you walk in, you're like, oh, wow. You know, this didn't just happen in one day. We come in here and we enjoy the worship, for instance. For instance, all these wonderful people here that they're doing what they do, you know, and, and here the presence of God is so wonderful. And I might give kudos to the sound engineers doing a great job over here. And we, sometimes we get this idea that this happened overnight. These people have been studying for years since they were little kids. They invested in the little things. Amen. Amen? And then God entrusted them with more. And then they invested what they had there. And then, boy, we're, we're almost into the talents then. The anointing increases when you are faithful with what you have. Use what you have. Use what you have. Oh, it's just a little bit. Use what you stinking have. Use it. And I'm going to say this. I'm trying to be nice about it. I told you, you're either going to be glad or mad at me. What's in your hand? For Moses, it was a rod. A stick. 
You want me to come against the armies of the greatest civilization in the known world with a stick? Right, a stick. But it's what he had in his hand. Never despise what you have in your hand. Well, I, I didn't have much education. I just, I just got a GED, you know. I guess. Are, wait a minute. Excuse me. Are you, am I hearing you that you're despising what you have? Never despise what you have. Well, I got my training, but, you know, it was like in psychology or something. But, hey, I can't get a job. Wait, 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 wait. Never despise what you have. It's your seed. Don't despise the seed, what God has put in your hand. Why is that? Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost and you commit that little seed, that effort, that time, that commitment, and you put it, on, you put it before the Lord on a regular basis, we're talking about faithfulness, consistently, and patience, that little thing will grow and grow and grow. And this is amazing to me. I don't know how this works, but you look back and you go like, whoa, it, all, it can almost startle you for how big it gets. And then all of a sudden, you'll turn around one day and you'll have all these big things and you go like, how did this happen? He sows the seed. He puts it in. He doesn't dig it up. He leaves it in the soil because he doesn't know how. Just trust me. God is doing it. It's a law in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. It's called increase. Tonight we were talking. Let me recap. We were talking about increase by degree, not despising little things, staying with it. Spirit led on the little things and they grow and they grow and they grow. Secondly, we were talking about laws and seasons. We might have to get into that next time about laws and season. But to everything, there's a season. You know, the Lord may open a door for you, speaking of GED, to, to go back to school. Well, what should I study? Hey, you just follow the Holy Spirit if that's what he's telling you to do. But I, the story is told of uh, Jack Hayford's mom. I was so impressed with her. She was probably close to 80. And she went to sign up for classes at the university. And the story is told <clears throat> that, um, that the, the intake counselor was saying, Well, all due respect, Mrs. Hayford, um, how old are you? He goes, Well, I'm whatever it was, 80-something. Well, Mrs. Hayford... <laughs> Really, Mrs. Hayford, I mean, by the time you finish your education here, you're going to be, let's just fill in the blank, you'll be 84. I mean, really, Mrs. Hayford, I mean. And she looked at him and said, I'm going to be 84 anyway. (laughs) And she went to school and got the degree. Come on. What they're really saying, that's the voice of this world, says, let no man know you after the flesh. Don't judge situations. Don't, don't, don't let people judge you by what it looks like. You need to follow what he puts in your heart. So Mrs. Hayford signed her little self up. Of course, that was in the day before laptops and iPads and all that. Those are the... Man, I, I don't know about you, but that stokes my fire. Here's that's my tank. Here's a, here's a lady late on in years going to... She, she's in class with a bunch of 20-year-olds and whatever like... 
who's grandma over there? You better watch out. She's going to ace the test, brother. You better watch it. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's a time for everything under heaven. Time for every purpose. Time to be born. Time to die. Time to plant. Time to pluck up what's planted. Time to kill. Time to heal. Time to break down. A time to build up. Time to weep. Time to laugh. Time to mourn. Time to dance. Time to cast away stones. Time to gather stones. Time to embrace. Time to refrain from embracing it. Time to gain. Time to lose or lose or get rid of stuff. Time to keep. Time to throw away. Time to tear. So keep silent. Speak. Sometimes the best thing you could do is be quiet. I'm serious. In some situations, if there's not an anointing, the best thing you could do is just be there and don't say anything. You're praying because you're operating in the spirit of increase. You're bringing love, life, and peace into the world. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Paths of life. Lord, you're making paths of life plain for us. And you're helping us to understand how the kingdom works. Yeah, not everybody operates in kingdom principles. Those that are without, they don't know. They don't understand. Like Jesus said, those that are without, they don't understand. They have eyes they can't see. Having ears they can't hear. But to us is given to know the mysteries. These are mysteries of the kingdom. And we thank you, Father, that I pray for each person that's here tonight and those that will be listening. That you give them a spirit of courage to step out and do what you've put in their heart to do. To be obedient, committed, faithful to what they have in their hand. In Jesus' name. And I praise you, Lord, that your, your plan for them is increase. Increase in the knowledge of God. Increase in their health. For those that for health, Lord, I thank you that you're showing them the right steps. It might be just get up and walk across the room. If that's all they can do, they could do that in faith and praise God. That's that's a several more steps than they could take the day before, and there could be improvement. Improvement and Lord Hosimirati Protinis Teprat And for those that are dealing with debt, Hallelujah! We thank you, Father, that they could pay off the little debt. And then they could then move on to the next debt and keep releasing their faith in sowing seed. And before you know it, they're clear of debt and then they're paying somebody else's debts off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then the Supra Dishiestra, wisdom. Thank you for wisdom, Lord. We pray for wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom that's from above. It's first of all peaceable, easy to be entreated. And Lord, we know that you don't... Uh, you don't despise us for asking for it. And Lord, we will not ask doubting, but we'll believe, not wavering, we're going to get the answer from the Lord. Know exactly what to do. Like the sons of Issachar, that they had exact knowledge of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. I pray for right now that the, the, the people in, in this congregation, that they're going to know what and when to do it. And you'll bring people along. They'll know the right people to to connect with in Jesus' mighty name. We worship you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Can you pray for a minute? It's only eight. Well, there are greater things for you, saith the Lord. Greater things. Stop sitting back and just accepting everything as it is. Because there's so much more I have for you. 
So step up your prayer life, step up your word life, and place a demand upon the anointing of God that's on the inside of you. Yay, stir yourself up! Get up like those those, uh, lepers. And says, why sit we here lest we die? Let's just at least go to the camp and see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Though I hear the Lord say, I dare you to just get up and just get out and go to the camp and see what happens. See what happens. Do something. And see God work on your behalf. Hallelujah. That's good right there. Hallelujah. God's talking to us tonight.